There are lots of times, lots of times, lots of times, lots of times when I wonder, look back and wonder how I ever got to be uh, an expert on technology. I'm not a technologist by background. I'm not educated in those things. But people, my students, often ask me, how did I get so involved and come to know so much about technology? And it occurred to me that maybe some of you would find it not only interesting, but instructive. So my first experience with technology, with computers, and we'll talk about what technology is another time, but with computers occurred when I was in a master's program at McMaster University. In those days, way back when, I hate to say how long ago, in those days, McMaster University had a mainframe computer. That's what they were called in those days, these big rooms with lots of tech, lots of machines and round tapes that spun around and computers were busy making calculations. We knew it were com we knew they were computers. We knew that what they were doing, but Lord knows how we figured out what it was. But I was in a graduate program. And there were people who were doing their research, collecting data. They would do a survey or they would have a questionnaire and collect data. And that data was being analyzed. By this time, scientists had already begun to realize that the computer could be used to do data analysis in a much faster way than any human could because of the work that had been done on computer technology before and after the Second World War. We're talking now about 1968, 69, thereabouts. So I was involved in a graduate program at McMaster University, and the mainframe that Mc, Mc, McMaster had was a CDC 6400. In those days, CDC was a very large company that specialized in computer technology. And it was the mainframe the actual computer was located on the other side of the campus at McMaster. It was actually located where the nuclear reactor was. I was an art student. I was involved in the political science department. And I was doing courses that required data analysis. And so I went to use the computer. Being the kind of person that I am, always having questions about why something happened, I would type a program up, 
a series of instructions for the computer to do certain things with the data. In those days, there were all kinds of handbooks. If you want to do this with your data, do this. If you want to do this with your data, do that. And there were big, huge boxes of cards. If you can imagine, those of you that are younger would find this very difficult to understand. But those of us that are my age, remember when computer programming involved all kinds of cards with little circles that were hole punched and the whole bunch of cards was read into the computer and the computer followed the instructions as per the instructions that were in that program. So I would be, I was over on the far side of McMaster University and I would run to the other side of the campus to give my program in to be read when there was an opportunity because in those days everybody had to share. It wasn't like we had a computer on our desk. And I would have problems. Everybody had problems with their computer programs. They would crash. It could be a mistake in the way we punch the cards. It could be a mistake in the coding, whatever it was. But I was stubborn. Every time I had a problem, I would, you would get a printout of what the program said, and I would be able to diagnose on my own, or I could ask somebody. There was a little woman, literally a very small, short female scientist who was from the math department who helped social scientists debug their computer programs. And I would ask, why did this happen? Why did that happen? What do I need to do to make it not happen again? Because I got lazy. I didn't want to have to run across campus in the wintertime to get all this information, only to have it crash on me. So little by little, I learned how to debug programs. So well, in fact, that I was helping other students that I was working with in the political science department. They would come to me and ask me for guidance on what to do with their programs. Then, a new professor came to McMaster University to the political science department. And he had done research on community engagement and political involvement in the democratic process in countries outside of Canada. And he brought his data to McMaster and took up residence as a professor and we became friends and I became his research assistant and I rewrote his data so that he could compare what he got from one community with what he got from another community. I don't know how I managed to do it but I figured it out and I'm because I'm logical. There's a part of me that makes sure that everything has to line up, some would say, to get all their ducks in a row. So I rewrote his data so that he could run programs on the information he had gathered and 
get data on his research. He had a Canada Council grant for $50,000. In those days, that was a huge amount of money. So then Dr. Agar, that was his name, he'd come from Eugene, Oregon. I became his research assistant, and he helped me get my master's degree because of everything I had done for him to help him complete his project for Canada Council. I had a decision to make at the end of that year, though. I had already applied to go overseas with CUSO, Canadian University Students Overseas. And I was committed to go. That was the equivalent of the, that was the equivalent of the American, um, um, what do they call it? Now I'm having a senior moment. Young people working overseas. The Peace Corps. That was the equivalent of the Peace Corps. And CUSO had accepted me and I was going to a country in Africa. But then I decided, and then I had, I had to decide whether I wanted to go on with CUSO or whether I wanted to get a degree in computer science. I was not a mathematician. In high school, I failed geometry. I failed trigonometry. I failed algebra. I did terribly. There were other reasons for it when I look back, but at the time, I did not see myself as being able to succeed. And in those days, computer science was very much math-based. So, even though I was supposed to go to a CUSO, I ended up going back to Israel to work on a PhD in computer, in um, political sociology. The bottom line, though, is that I had fallen in love with the computer. There was something about me that understood what the computer needed from those who manipulated the data. And I put that aside because then I went to Israel, I dropped out of a PhD program, I came back and I got into teaching. But then after about 10 years in classrooms, computers started to appear in elementary schools. They had been in the secondary schools for a while because the secondary teachers had been using computer technology or as it was sometimes called information and computer technology. Secondary teachers had been using it in the math program. They had a computer science program where students were learning how to program various languages in computer, but they also used it in accounting. And then little by little, they began to appear in the elementary schools. I was in heaven. I went back to the computer and everything that I had learned clicked. And after that, little by little, I became an expert in how computers could help teachers in the classrooms. And before I end, because I'll save the next part of the story for another video cast. Before I end, I want to point out that 
technology is a tool. The pen is a tool. The artbrush is a tool. The paintbrush is a tool. The ruler is a tool. All of those are technologies that man invented to help make his life easier in one way or another. The computer, for a long time, most people didn't see it this way, but the computer is just a tool. It's got a mind of its own. We all know that. There are things we have to be careful of, but we decide what the computer does or doesn't do. Just the same way we decide which kind of a print paintbrush we use, which kind of a, um, a chalk we use in the classroom, whether we use a hard or soft pencil, all those kinds of things. We determined what we determine what the computer is used for. But I had already seen that the computer could be a tool to help me accomplish my goals as a teacher and help my students accomplish their goals as learners. And we'll carry on that conversation another time.